Welcome to Copy with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor for over 35 years in Southwest Florida and creator of Basic Essentials Wellness. Six basic time-tested principles that when applied to your life can result in remarkable changes. Coffee with the Doc is designed to inform you, motivate you, and encourage you along your wellness journey. Health and wellness is a choice. Thanks for joining us today. Here's Dr. Schaefer. Hey, Dr. Glenn here, Coffee with the Doc. So great to be with you today uh, where we always talk about some aspect of wellness. I've broken my wellness uh, program down into six basic principles. Uh, proper functional activity, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being, proper structure, and number six, purging and eliminating toxins. Well, that's a, a broad umbrella wellness, and, and I am ultra excited today to uh, to have uh, a good friend of mine and my audiologist, Dr. Linda Mercer, on today. I've been trying to, to connect with her on the show here for quite a while because I know that there's a, a huge connection between hearing and probably a lot of other health conditions that most people aren't really aware of. So Dr. Linda, so glad to have you on the show today. It's great to be here. Are you glad to be on the show I am. today? I'm feeling very famous. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Famous. There you go. Well, she has the Southwest Florida Center for Hearing and Balance. Well, you know, I, 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 I joke uh, my wife for years has said, you know, hey, you need to go get your hearing checked. And of course, a typical man, I ignored her for a long time. And and I happened to uh, meet Dr. Linda. I think we were both sitting out uh, getting ready to do an interview on some television network. And uh, we got to talking and I said, you know, I'm going to come and see you. So I did. I went in and got my hearing test and my, my wife was so anxious for me to come home and and tell her how much I really couldn't hear. And that was her first question was, you know, how how is your hearing? And I said, well, well, my hearing's absolutely fine. And she goes, no, it is not. It can't be. So Dr. Linda had given me this wonderful print out of, of the different pitch levels that I could and could not hear in. And I laid it on the dining room table and I said, look, honey, my hearing is absolutely perfect right up to the pitch of your voice. And then it totally drops off. And I said, you have simply burnt out that pitch <laughs> in my voice. And of course, uh, I ended up with a, a large welt on my on my arm from my wife hitting me after that. But anyway, uh, how common is hearing loss? Uh, you must have some statistics on this. And is it more men than women? I guess that's the question. It seems like all you women never never lose your hearing. But us guys, uh, we seem to lose our so much more rapidly. This is not true um actually uh hearing loss is not true uh hearing loss is probably the third most prevalent medical problem in this country um and men in the past uh those that worked loud jobs uh, factories people who were in uh, wars and saw combat so men used to um experience hearing loss more than women at this stage that's not true so as many men as women experience hearing loss for a variety of different reasons. Really? Really. Wow. I, 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 that surprises me because I, it seems like still today I see an awful lot of, uh, of, of men that have particular issues with that more so than women. Well, but but tell me, be... you, you have, uh, you know, 
What I see, yes. That may be because their their uh, vocation was a noisy one. So it's one of the most common reasons people have hearing loss is noise exposure and failure gotcha. to protect their hearing uh, during noise exposure. Hmm. That makes sense. Well, you know, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. I think it was, uh, you know, that head banging music where I had, uh, you know, two large speakers in the back of my 65 Mustang that, you know, took up most of the back seat. I, I think that must have something to do with it. <laughs> now, I, I still see these, these cars going by with, yeah, with, with my windows are rolled up and, and, uh, and I hear their music very clearly from the car next to me. So uh, that's probably a causative factor, I, I would, I would think, right? <laughs> it sure is. Uh, tell me, tell me about the connection between, yeah. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. We're having a little bit of a delay. There seems so. to be a little delayed on, on <laughs> yeah. the, the causative factor is that loud uh, music that, that I used to play uh, from my uh, 65 Mustang. Uh, probably had something to it do does. with it. It does. It, it's all cumulative with Absolutely. hearing. So um, there are these little hair cells inside yeah. your inner ear. And uh, when they get used right. and overused, they lack nutrition and when they lack nutrition um they die and when they die they can't send the information through the nerve to the brain and the result is that you can't hear and so um gotcha experiencing hearing loss from noise exposure is completely preventable so you can wear hearing protection you can avoid noise so there's lots of things that you can do Interesting. My um, my son, we I say we did a science fair project when he was in fifth grade, because you know how you always do science fair projects as adults in in fifth grade. Um, So he was struggling to come up with a topic. And so I decided, oh, let's do something I'm familiar with. So I kind of led him through the path of trying to figure out whether um, there was a difference. Um, between the perception of loudness and danger to children who were younger and children who were older. So he took his little iPod to uh, daycare or after school care, and he had groups of kids. So he had some kids that were kindergarten-ish age, some that were in um, late um, in his grade, like fifth and sixth grade, and some that were in junior high. And they all listened to the same song. Uh, the same portion of the song, and then he measured how loud they chose to listen to it. So we just told them, or he just told them, uh, you know, set this to where you like to listen to it. So he did that, We and then we measured. And what we found is that the kids who were younger, the two younger groups, um, set the uh, volume at completely safe levels. But the older kids um, started to become invincible when they were in junior high school, significantly louder choices um, that they made. And so we find that um, the statistics, I don't know whether it's 12% of kids today or 17%, it's one of those two, um, are suffering a noise-induced hearing loss uh, in their teenage years um, because of so already, already. already. Um, so, and, and we, you know, wow. if you want to consider that little study uh, that my fifth grader did, um, it shows that there is a, this turn in the brain where they become invincible, where, um, you know, they've got to be cool and uh, they turn the volume up louder. 
Well, let me let me ask you this because it's kind of along those same lines, and I just I just thought about this back uh, uh, many years ago. I used to be involved with uh, a radio ministry, and a lot of the individuals that I would come in contact had been in radio for a long time. And, you know, if they were a, a, a disc jockey on the air, they always wore headphones and a, a large number of them had hearing loss. You know, and I just kind of in my mind attributed to the fact that they were always listening to music through headphones. But I see, you know, kids today with, you know, a lot of uh, headphones and earbuds and all these different things. You know, ha- have there been studies relating the the use of, of headphones for music and or, you know, these earbuds and different things where it's it's sending, you know, amplified music, you know, directly right into the ear. I'm, I'm sure there's got to be some studies um, on that. So the studies um, actually don't talk about listening to noise, but how loud that noise is presented. So even on your iPhone or your, I actually don't know, with a Android but you can actually set a limiter so that what comes out of your headphones is never wow. any louder than a safe level. So, you know, those, those disc jockeys, um, it's not that they wore the headphones, it's how loud was the sound coming out? Because you can wear headphones in a quiet environment and have very gotcha. soft, comfortable, uh, understandable speech or music, and it's not dangerous. Once it gets over... 85 decibels for eight hours in a day is when we start getting riskier. So at 90, you know, we can only uh, be exposed for four hours. At 95, only two hours. At 100, um, it goes down another, you know, one hour is is the limit of exposure before we risk um, losing hearing. That being said, there's also hearing loss that comes from uh, impact noise. We know that people who worked in printing, uh, when printing presses were different, um, they uh, they had this big clunk thing that happened when the printing happened. Um, that that impact noise caused significantly more hearing loss than um, than steady noise did. So. Gunfire causes more immediate oh. hearing, hearing losses in some cases <laughs> than steady noise eight hours a day, you know, for days on end, um, as long as it's a safe level. But, you know, things like firearms and firecrackers and um, things like that will, in some cases, cause immediate hearing loss. Wow, I'm I'm surprised I can hear anything. I, all these things you're mentioning, uh, I am guilty of of doing all of them. Well, you have you have your Center for Hearing and Balance, so obviously there's some connection between hearing and balance. I understand the anatomy and and uh, and that, but uh, help our, our listeners explain the uh, understand the connection between hearing and Balance. So that's a loaded question, Dr. Glenn. <laughs> so <laughs> there's not necessarily a connection between hearing loss and a balance problems for everyone. Hearing nerve and the hearing sensors are in one part of the inner ear and the balance is in another section and they share similar fluids and the nerve 
goes through the same area, although they're, they are controlled by different parts of the eighth cranial nerve. So there are some problems um, that affect both hearing and balance. Probably one of the most common things um, is Meniere's syndrome. Um, it is a syndrome where the balance of the uh, chemicals in the inner ear, in the fluid in the inner ear becomes unbalanced. And when that happens, it causes both hearing loss and dizziness. Um, it is extremely difficult to accurately diagnose, um, but it's the most common one that people think of or they can find online where there's a direct connection. Sometimes we have sudden hearing losses where people not only lose hearing in one ear, but they become dizzy. So those kind of, uh, mm. or we call them vestibular labyrinthitis. So it's a, a viral event there we that go. happens. And that virus affects both the hearing part and the balance part of the nerve. I think probably gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. most common though um, is a condition we call BPPV. It has nothing to do with hearing loss. People with BPPV or benign right. paroxysmal positional vertigo, if you really, that's fancy words, aren't yes, they? Yes, yes, yes. Um, that, that just has to do with some of the, people will call them crystals. They really technically otoliths mm -hmm. um, that are supposed to be attached, come loose and get into a place where um, they stimulate the, yeah, and it stimulates, stimulates the, the hairs. part of the inner ear that manages, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, manages your spatial recognition. The, the brain is, is receiving right. signals. Yeah, um, Circular. Yeah, your brain is receiving Circular. these signals that so you're moving because something's in there hitting the hairs, but you're really not moving. So you're getting a mixed message. Right. To the so brain. there's a section, there's a section of your inner ear that controls linear right. motion. So, you know, when you go up and down and side to side and front to back, and there's a section that controls in 3D, you're turning. And when the little crystals, otoliths, get loose from down in that part where where the linear motion is controlled, they float up into the area that controls circular motion and tells your body that you're that you're turning really when you're not really turning. not. So that's the most common yeah. thing. And again, that happens in the inner ear, but it doesn't, doesn't affect, affect hearing. hearing. Gotcha. Okay. I want to I think probably what you know when it comes to balance one of the things that when it comes to hearing loss people would be really shocked to know is that people with hearing loss fall more often. Really? Significantly really? more often. Yes, they do. It's it's a big deal. It can lead to head trauma, bone fractures and you know as we get older bone fractures become a bigger Absolutely. issue. That people, uh, there's a there's a little uh, questionnaire that we can do. It's HHIE, the Hearing Handicap in Inventory for the Elderly. People who score high on that, which says, I have a significant hearing loss. This isn't even. What? What was um, that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't resist. Uh, 
So those people not even having a hearing test, those people who report having a higher score right. on that, they're 96% more likely to fall. Wow, that's they're, crazy. They're, and people without that. So you say to yourself, what, what is the reason for that? And I think it's a, it's a, um, you know, it's a multifaceted sure. thing, but one of the most interesting issues is that when you have hearing loss, your ability to focus and attend, um, gotcha. you have to work yes. harder to do that. So let's think about getting mm -hmm. older. So we get older um, uh, and our uh, joints don't work as readily as they used to. Um, we don't see as well as we used to. Um, maybe we can't feel the bottom of our mm -hmm. feet as well as we used to. So all those right. things either some or all of them work sure. together. So to ambulate or to go up and down the stairs or to walk on the grass or the uh, rocky ground, it becomes more difficult. We have to think about mm -hmm. it more. Uh, you know, we have to think, okay, I need to hold on to the rail or I need to take more time. You're thinking about ambulating. When you were younger, you used to bound up and down the stairs, you know, without a thought. Now we think right. about it. Where do I put my feet so that I don't fall? So when you add hearing loss to that, so somebody's talking or you're listening to something, you only have so much mental mm -hmm. attention. If most of your mental attention is having to focus on listening to someone, you have less mental, mental attention to pay attention to where you're putting your foot or you know, whether you're seeing yeah. what you're supposed to see and people are more likely to fall. Interesting. Um, so there is, it is, it's, it's pretty amazing, but I think there's also, um, there's inflammatory processes that happen when you age, mm -hmm. those affect the, the working of the, the inner ear, the balance part, uh, vascular disease. So uh, heart related and vessel related issues can really affect um our balance they can also affect our hearing um people with um cardiovascular disease are significantly more likely to develop hearing loss like 50 percent wow more likely. crazy so well it makes sense though i, I right. understand the so, anatomy um and <clears throat> of how that can happen right and so for those who don't know the anatomy, the inner ear works on blood byproducts. Absolutely. So essentially anything that goes into your blood or that changes the way that your blood pumps um, can change how much fluid, the balance of the chem chemicals in there. There's this really finely tuned balance of um, sodium and potassium in the fluid in the inner ear. And when that becomes imbalanced, um, again, we talked about this a little bit earlier, the, the cells um, become less, uh, what's the word, um, uh, full of nutrients. Right. So they become um, uh, not as, um, I want to say malnutrition, but I can't think of the word. So, so that malnutrition causes the cells to die and to do crazy things. And so when you have vascular disease, atherosclerosis and um, blood pressure problems, all those heart things can potentially lead hearing to hearing loss. loss. 
Crazy, crazy. So I'm, I'm learning something today too. But I wanted, I wanted really to get to also, and and uh, the last couple of, of questions uh, we'll get to talk about here is, I, I know uh, we've had some conversations before and and touched on, you know, hearing loss and and dementia, hearing loss, and and just overall wellness. Uh, there is some correlations with some of that. You've touched on some of that and as kind of as we are getting older, but hit hit those two things and maybe the dementia one uh, more heavily on 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 how hearing loss will contribute because I see I see my dad who's got a, a, a significant amount of hearing loss and, he, and he's kind of I look at him and I say he's just kind of tuning out you know the the world around him, which has got to impact him negatively in terms of his mental capacity so talk about uh, that one anyway hearing loss and dementia and how that how that happens and and then we'll kind of wrap things up here it is it is really true and kind of scary it, it is I agree. um so we know that people with mild uh, yeah mild hearing losses suffer dementia twice as often as the hearing loss gets more significant that risk increases. So a moderate hearing loss suffers dementia three times as often as those that without hearing loss and with severe hearing loss five times. And, and that's untreated so hearing loss. That when people have so in other words, if, if I'm, if, I'm, untreated if, I, if I have right. a, a mild or moderate hearing loss, but I now have hearing aids so that my hearing is, is pretty decent, that statistic is, is less likely to happen. Is that also the case? We're just getting to those studies. Um, so we do know that hearing aid use is associated with a slower cognitive decline. Yay! Um, <laughs> that, yay! Amen! <laughs> um, we also know that um, <laughs> people who get hearing aids um, are at a lower risk for other things too, not just a cognitive decline, but for depression and anxiety and falling, all those things. So when we talk about the whole person, wearing hearing aids improves lots of things. There are lots of, um, about 35% of dementia or uh, risk factors that contribute to dementia can be controlled. The other 65% we can't control. It's either genetic or happens so young in life, we can't right. do anything control about it. Control the stuff you can control. So there's 35% that does. Right. And so things like high blood pressure, smoking, um, uh, obesity, um, social isolation, depression, those things um, contribute to dementia. When you, the biggest of those, the highest percentage of that is hearing loss at 9% of that 35%. Hearing loss is the largest area that we actually can control. So you get more bang for your buck by helping your Amen. hearing. Furthermore, we know that people with hearing loss are more likely to be isolated socially, to uh, suffer de depression, depression and anxiety. So when you treat the hearing loss, um, you improve your um, chances of, or you decrease your risk, shall I say, of, uh, of getting dementia, but you also increase your, your potential for 
uh, social activity, so you're less socially isolated and you're less depressed. Those things will then improve. So it's kind yeah. of a, a multi well, when <clears throat> when you improve. And that's and that's kind of the and and we'll that's a great point to kind of end on because that's how I present wellness is these six areas and you can't neglect any of them or your overall wellness will be diminished. And that's exactly, I'm, I'm, I'm just, so she's singing my song here at the end because you're telling people that it is the whole package that we have to address to be well. We can't just focus on a couple of these different things. And it's really neat. I learned an awful lot on how hearing really is so vitally important to our overall well-being. I never thought about some of those uh, some of those points uh, that you mentioned, but it's one of the things that I, I talk about too when we went through all this COVID nonsense of people isolating themselves. I'm like, this is the worst thing you can be doing because it impacts your overall. They're trying to do it to keep you healthier, but you're really ending up being a whole lot worse off because you're isolating yourself. It's not good. But I, I like what you said about that, that you're absolutely right. When you, I see it in my dad because he, he doesn't like to be in certain circumstances when there's people around because he can't hear them and he wants to isolate himself and it's a, a downward spiral on his overall well-being. So, well, let me, uh, let me wrap this up here and, and I want people to be able to know where they can get a hold of Dr. Linda. I think it's uh, vitally important. If you've been putting off, uh, you know, getting your hearing checked, or you already know that you have a hearing deficit and you need to do something about it. I hope uh, listening to Dr. Linda, you will be motivated to do something about your hearing loss. But Dr. Linda, tell us uh, tell us where people can get a hold of you, either online or even your phone numbers that they can reach you. Uh, her office is conveniently located uh, right uh, off of College Parkway, that area of Fort Myers. So it's easy to get to, but where can they get a hold of you and where can they find you online? So they can um, call the office at 239-332-0707. Uh, we have a wonderful staff, yes, loving and inviting. Um, who can, yeah, the best ever. And so you can contact us that way, or you can um, online at docmercer.com. So D-O-C-M-E-R-C-E-R.com. And I have an associate, um, Dr. Major, who is fabulous. Um, so um, she's here to help as well. Amen. Well, that is fantastic. Well, it's been uh, wonderful having you on uh, our show today, and we appreciate you coming on Coffee with the Doc. Uh, I have a corporate sponsor that I always have to throw in here for uh, only coffee that we drink here on Coffee with the Doc is Barista Coffee. Yeah, you can find them at baristacoffeeusa.com. A wonderful group. You can reach me on the web at drglennschafer.com. Certainly can reach me at my office, uh, 239-267-3133. And uh, we appreciate you coming on today, Dr. Linda. And, and I'll see you again for my next appointment, whenever that is uh, down the road. But she is uh, she is my uh, audiologist, keeps me and my wife happy because now I can hear all those little things she wants to say about me uh, all the time. So, <laughs> but I appreciate you uh, coming on the show today. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer. 
To learn more about Dr. Schaefer, go to www.drglennschaefer.com. That's D-R-G-L-E-N-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. Or call 239-267-3133. You can also visit him at San Carlos Chiropractic, 19150 Acorn Road in Estero, Florida. 